Welcome to A Pinch of Magic with me, Rebecca Renewin. So yesterday, did you cleanse your space and banish that negative energy with your salt? If you did, don't forget to remove the salt either today or tomorrow. Okay, we've cleansed your space now. It's feeling beautiful. And now we're going to step into Sunday and create a sacred altar in your space. So Sunday is ruled by the sun, which represents our expression and our soul purpose. Think about that sun shining brightly, unapologetically, sharing all of its radiance in the world. The sun corresponds with fame, promotion, prosperity, recognition, success and wealth. It's the perfect day to tap into this inner radiance and your spirituality. You could sit outside at sunrise, you could wear yellow or put on gold jewellery, you could add a pinch of cinnamon to your coffee, anything that brings out that energy of radiance. But what we're going to do today is we're going to turn your room into a sacred altar. Now, this can be as elaborate or as simple as you want. You might walk into your room and go, wow, this space feels incredible. Or it might just be so in disguise that nobody even knows what you've done. They might just be like, oh, that's nice. And they won't even know that they're sat in your sacred space. So it can be as as obvious or as subtle as you like. Now, when we talk about altars, I'm going to talk about creating your room today because I think that's a fun thing to do. But you could just take a space. It could be a bedside table. It could be part of a bookcase. It could be its own dedicated um area. It could be as simple as a a tin you carry in your handbag, a matchbox. It doesn't matter. All that an altar is, it's a sacred space for you to connect with. It's somewhere for you to come and rest and connect in with what's important to you to give yourself that moment just to pause, just to have a place to reflect in amongst all the chaos of everyday life. You can, you know, take a moment to sit there and be quiet in that space. You can recalibrate your mind. You can reground your energy. You can connect with your intentions. You can just rest and be held. Okay, so decide if, if you know, if you don't want to do your room, that's absolutely fine. But it is fun to sit in your sacred altar because what I want you to do is to notice how you feel, like the quality of your room, how it feels beforehand how it feels when you've done it and then leave it up for a week and notice how your energy feels throughout the week. Do you feel more grounded? Do you feel more present? Are you having better communication with people that come into that area with you? You might choose to do the front room, you know, um, where you spend your most time and bring that sense of sacredness to the heart of the home, to the community. You might do it in the kitchen to make a sacred altar to health, nutrition and well-being. You might make an altar in your bathroom if you want to do like health and healing. So pick an area of your life that you think, oh, yeah, I'd love to bring more awareness, more sacredness, a little bit more magic to that area of my life. For example, maybe you run your own business or you work from home. How could you, where do you spend most of your time working? Perhaps you have an office, perhaps you work in the front room with your laptop on your knee. It's like, again, make your altar with intention to the purpose that you want to dedicate it to. So what area of your life do you want to dedicate it to? You can make an altar in the room that corresponds with that or just the most convenient room. 
this is your altar. The most important thing is that it gets used. So you take that time to be in that space and just go, oh yeah, look, I've just looked upon that object and it reminds me to rest, to pause, to to do those things. So first of all, what we want to do is gather your items. Now, these items can be anything. They can be simple, they can be elaborate, they can be free, they can be expensive. It doesn't matter. What we're looking at doing is choosing items that have meaning to you. That's all that matters. They need to have meaning to you. So I would recommend choosing something that represents each of the four elements just to bring in that energy. Now, I'm going to talk about traditional directions and correspondences. If these don't align with your own belief system, just change them. (laughs) I've worked with many systems over the years and they have different elements in different directions. Find out the way that works for you. We will actually talk about directions and how to find your own personal directions because I think that's a really powerful way to connect with your own land. But for today, I'm just going to take traditionally accepted directions. um, And the other thing is, you can find out the directions very easily. There's usually a compass on your phone. But if it's not quite exact, it doesn't matter. The intention of you placing these items is far more important than getting true north or magnetic north. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Follow what feels right for you. So we're going to be looking at Um, North representing earth, air representing east, fire in the south and west being water. Like I said, rough directions is fine. And if you're like, actually, Rebecca, in my south, there's a river. Well, make that your water. Okay, just do what's right for you. Trust yourself. Follow what feels right. So, for example... In the area, let's say, of north, which we're choosing today to represent earth, you could put your favourite crystal. You could place a plant and straight away you've placed that crystal, that plant, (laughs) that soil from the garden to represent earth. Okay, so again, like I said, nobody will probably notice that you've placed a particular plant in the north of your room or have a crystal in the north of your room. But when you've done it with intention, you've made it sacred. It's sacred because you say it's sacred. That's it. Okay. Sometimes people think, oh, if it's sacred, you like, they have this idea of church where you go in, it's very somber, it's very stoic. No one's allowed to touch anything. You know, lucky if you're allowed to sing, especially in like the the Christian churches. But here we want this to be a living, breathing representation for you. Like I've said in these episodes, magic isn't something you do, it's something you are. So make it living and breathing. I have um, a red tent temple in my garden, it's a yurt, and you know, it's sacred. The only work that happens in there is connection with community, with women. And my little boy goes in there and makes a pillow fort. It's allowed to be both. You know, I'm not surprised, it's super cosy in there, then there's like a huge amount of cushions in there. I mean, what a perfect place to go and play and build a pillow fort. I'm not going to ever say to him, oh my goodness, no, you can't touch it. It's, you know, it's too whatever. It's like, no, I want him to be connected to a, a form of spirituality that he feels included in. So the same with your 
house. It's like, if someone moves your crystal, don't be upset. You can just put it back if you want to, or just ask yourself, oh, perhaps it did need to be moved there. Perhaps it works better. But we're not looking at it being untouchable. We want it to be a lived experience. So what else represents the energy of earth to you? Could be a favourite photo you have of you in nature. Just anything that that really corresponds to earth. Earth is also often associated with um, winter. So it's like what, you know, maybe there's something in there like a pine cone or something that you could add there. Then we move on to air. What could you place in east to represent air? It could be an incense burner. Maybe you have um, essential oil diffuser. Perhaps you have a feather and you could just pop that in the, the east area of your room to represent the element of air. Perhaps you like to sing. Maybe that's where your stereo is. Do people still have stereos these days? I don't know. Maybe I'm just showing my age. <laughs> Maybe you have um, a singing bowl or tuning forks. You could put those in the element of air representing sound. The, um, in the south, we have fire. What would represent fire to you? It's maybe where you could have a candle. Obviously, only lit if you're present. Maybe a picture of a dragon. If you really love crystals, perhaps you're going to have a fiery crystal like carnelian. Perhaps a picture of somewhere hot and sunny. A statue of the sun. Whatever represents fire to you, place them there. And then finally, we have water. Water in the west of your room. So how could you put water there? You could have often water, if it's not convenient for you to have water there, um, is represented by something that's empty. It's the vessel. So an empty bowl, a chalice. I mean, you might even have a water fountain, a small water fountain in your home. Place that in the element of, uh, in the, um, in the west of your room. Perhaps there's a picture, an image you have of water. What represents water to you? And straight away, just by adding these things that you probably already have around your home in various ways, these different things that represent those elements. But when you place them with intention, you create a place that is sacred. It is now your place to come home to yourself. And as I said, leave it there for at least a week. You can always change it. You can always add to it. You can always change certain things. But leave it for at least a week and become aware of how you and your quality of your relationships, the activities in that room have magically changed. You don't have to tell anyone you're doing it, not because you're sneaky, just because it, you know, it, it, it's just something that you've done for your own personal connection. And then each day, if you wanted to, you could stand in the centre of your room and just turn to each of the elements and the object you have placed in the room and just connect for a moment. You could ask, you know, greet that that element, welcome North. And then you could just ask, you know, like, how do you want to be expressed today? What can you do to honour the element of Earth? And maybe it's just to get outside, get some fresh air, do some gardening, connect to something of the Earth, something abundance related something material related and just turn to each of those directions and straight away you're already living a very rich and fulfilling life because you're making sure that all of those elements of your life are are 
uh, expressed, but also you're making sure that, you know, um, your material energy is looked after, your intellectual energy with air is looked after, your emotional energy with water is looked after, your creative energy with fire is looked after. So instead of perhaps you're like a very intellectual person, you spend a lot of time in your head, well, straight away, now, we're, yes, we're connecting with the intellect. Is your intellect been created today and as I'm saying that I'm like you know in air you could put books knowledge you know anything to do with that certificates of achievement but you're also going to go oh goodness I have emotions what am I going to do with my emotions oh I have to be creative too so I'm going to take all this juicy knowledge that I have and put it into action so it's allowing you a moment to check that you are doing all of the things to be fully expressed and not just doing one and I often think about this like you know some people find it very easy to be in their head and not very easy to be in their heart and it's kind of like going to the gym and only ever working your arms you're gonna have great biceps and really tiny little legs (laughs) you know those people at the gym that are either like just leg guys or just arm guys and you don't want to be like that there's nothing wrong with that obviously But actually to live a more like fulfilling, magical life, you want to make sure that all aspects of your life have been accounted for. So each day or even if you don't have to do it each day, even if you just remember like once a week, just connect with those directions and feel into what does north represent to you when you feel the crystal, when you feel the plant? What how does the quality of the energy show up in your body? How does it feel? What does that feel like it connects you to? Now, I said traditionally it's like material things of the earth, like abundance, wealth, money, success. But is that true for you? Maybe it's not. And that is perfectly okay. But it is one of those things where people have often associated those directions with those areas, with those elements. And the more people that do that, it's like they're adding a little a little pinch of energy every time they say they talk to the north, they talk to earth, they talk to abundance, they talk to wealth. It's like they're adding into a bank account of, oh, every time I want to connect to north, I can then, if I've been adding energy to that, I can then take some out, just like a bank account. So you step into the energy of north and you're like, oh, this is abundance, this is finances, this is work and success. And you're adding little bits of energy to it so that if you want to have more abundance and more success, you can ask north to support your your financial endeavours, you could your successful endeavours, your work endeavours, because you've added to that account, you then get to take it back. You know, you get to take some out rather than going into overdraft. Anyway, we'll talk about, I've gone off track a little bit. We'll talk about this in more detail over the coming months. But I want you to be aware that every time you welcome fire and creativity, you're adding to that to that energy of all the thousands of millions of people that have done the same before you. You're adding to that collective power of fire. When you do the same with water, it's like when you're connecting to the element of water and feeling into your emotions, feeling into like the fluidity, you're adding to that collective energy of all the people that have gone before you and all the people that will come after you that tap into that energy. So when you create that space with intention in your room, you're connecting to the energy of the millions of people that have also done exactly the same thing. That's why it's so potent. You have to do it with intention 
I mean, you probably already have a, maybe a candle around your home somewhere or a crystal or a diffuser or you know something along those lines. But when you place them with intention, it becomes sacred because of the very act of it being intentional. Okay, so create your sacred altar in your room and just notice how you feel and come and come and share with us what you've used, what what represents, do those elements correspond with those directions for you? Any questions, please come and ask. And as my maths teacher used to say, the only stupid question is the one not asked. So even if you're like, Rebecca, I have no idea what you're talking about, come and ask. What did you mean by this? Please come and ask. And actually, what I'm going to start doing over in our community, over on Circle, so you can actually access this, the community via the show notes or just come to my Rebecca Anu Insight. Um, Rebecca, traditionally spelled R-E-B-E-C-C-A, Anu in A-N-U-W-E-N dot com and click on community and everything is there. Come over to the podcast and each episode is there with an area for you to post your comments, your experiences, whether you're doing them today, whether you choose to do it in three weeks, you know, come back and find the episode and just have a chat. But what I'm actually going to start doing in that community is each month, I'm going to hold like a fireside chat where you just come with your questions, any questions on any part of being a witch, being a modern day witch, spellcrafting, intentions, anything ma- about living a magical life, come along, join me on Zoom or post your questions and I'll answer them on Zoom. And we're just going to have a chat. <laughs> in my group, one of one of the women in my uh, witch academy, she calls me Mama, Mama Witch or Mama Faye. Consider, consider me your, your little magical fairy godmother, because that's my other title I often get. And come and ask your questions. I want you to really embody the magic that resides within you because my goodness, we need more magical people in the world. So any questions about your sacred altar right now, do come and ask and look out for that because we'll be having a a broader Q&A over in our community too. So if you haven't joined it, now is the perfect time to come and say hi. And I will see you again tomorrow for a pinch of magic.